Yeah, welcome back to Just Saying. I am Juju, and once and again, oh, he beat me to it this time. Got him right off. <laughs> he beat me to it this time. What's going on, man? Not too much. Not too much. Um, enjoying this little bit of snow that we got. That was supposed to be, you know, the storm of the century. Uh, yeah, my family back got... in New York got a couple of feet, but we got and we, and we barely got four inches. And uh, plus the rain washed some of it away. Not bad at all. But um, we got some big things to talk about this week. Yes, sir. We're going to start off today with the blockbuster trade. Is that a? Would you consider that a blockbuster trade? I'd call it a blockbuster trade. Two right. starting quarterbacks moving. We got Matt Stafford going to the LA Rams, and Jared Goff going to the kneecap biting Detroit Lions. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. Then we'll get into LeBron, a little, little, little tongue wrestling going on. Wait, that sounds weird. Um, a little courtside drama going on with him. So we'll touch a little bit on that. And then we'll, we'll finish it off with some Super Bowl talk. There's Shiler's um, wrong <laughs> Super, Do- Super Bowl prediction. And, and we'll leave it at that. All, All right. So I just got to jump in real quick and say thank you for correcting that whole tongue wrestling comment that you just made. <laughs> as soon as you said it, I mean, my hand went to my mouth and I was like, oh no. As, as, uh, soon, as soon as it left my mouth, I, I realized what it was. So we're on the same page, that's good. <laughs> uh, so yeah, this uh, this Maddie Stafford, Jared Goff trade. I mean, I'm just gonna say straight up, good for Matt Stafford getting out of Detroit. Um, I mean, everybody knows his career was being absolutely wasted Very up north. True. Um, and I feel kind of bad for Jared Goff, a California kid living the L.A. lifestyle, hanging out, enjoying the good weather. It's like, nope, too bad. Sorry, bud. You're going to Detroit where it is cold. They're not going to find any beaches. It is going to be a totally different way of life. I didn't uh, know he was a Cali kid. Yeah. Yeah. Born and raised. And I think he went to school in California uh, to uh, Berkeley and uh, drafted by the Rams. So he's kind of a hometown kid. But um, shout out to the Lions. They walked away with a King's ransom. (laughs) I mean, they got Jared Goff, and then they got two firsts and a third, if I'm not mistaken. I think you're thinking too highly of Jared Goff, man. No, I'm not thinking that highly of Jared Goff. But, I mean, you give up Matt Stafford. He's a great quarterback. Don't get me wrong. But to get two first-round picks, a starting caliber competent quarterback, and then – you get, like I said, the two first rounders and a third rounder for your starting quarterback who only had a few years left. I mean, we'll see if he's a starter in Detroit. Who do they have aside from him, though? No, I'm not saying he won't start. He'll definitely get the start. But but we'll see after this next season if, in fact, Jared Goff is who we have been led to believe he is or if he was more a product of his environment. Yeah, that Sean McVay offense. That's you know what I mean? Point. So I you you got everything you need. I'm not saying Detroit doesn't. They have some people. Like you said, they got Galladay in Detroit. Um, so they could. They got the – they could do something, but we'll see. We will see know. indeed. But, no, I'm, like I said, I'm excited for Dan Campbell and his knee-biting, kneecap-biting <laughs> team. 
we're going to get up. And on the way up, we're going to bite a kneecap off. Now, to uh, to work with those first round picks over the next couple of years. Now, did you know what was the only place Matt Stafford did not want to be traded to? I do, I do. He did not want to go new, go to New England, and you know what? I respect him for it. I wouldn't now, want to go to New England either. Now, do you think that was more of the expectation that comes with playing for the New England Patriots? That you know you got to go to the Super Bowl, or it's a failed season or do you think it was more of he didn't like Matt Patricia's coaching style and he knows Bill Belichick you know sort of help Patricia get into coaching well not getting so that's that's a good point I hadn't considered that that connection between Patricia and uh and Belichick but no personally uh I mean he said he was willing to go to 31 teams so he wasn't afraid to go um you know Somewhere else, like Minnesota, for example, where you have cold weather in the winter and you got to play in that environment. Um, but I think that it's in part the expectation that comes with being in New England. Um, I mean, I think that I don't think he's going to win a Super Bowl with the Rams, uh, but I think that he spent a long time in Detroit. It was cold. He worked hard. He did everything he could with everything he had. And, uh, and he's got the last few years of his career here. I mean, you know, Brady's playing well into his 40s, so who knows how long Stafford can play. But um, he's definitely on the second half of his career. And I think that in his mind, you know, spending it somewhere with a little bit of sun isn't the worst thing in the world. So I think him saying no to New England is more so I don't want the expectation that comes with it. I'm at the, the second half of my career. Anywhere else, you know, I can have some success and be liked. Um, or I can, you know, kind of do what I've been doing and still be respected. So I think that was the best decision for him. I also don't like the Patriots. So anything that doesn't <laughs> help them, I'm cool with. I don't, I don't know if I want, I would want to see Matthew Stafford on the Patriots though. Like you said, I, I think he's past his, his glory days. And um, he is the kind of quarterback that the Patriots need. Like the Patriots aren't built for, you know, the Cam Newton's, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, the offense is... No, they need a good pocket passer. They good. So it wouldn't have been bad. I don't know if I would have won, Matt. I'd rather them develop somebody like out of the draft like they did with Brady. But I wish all the best to him, you know? Definitely. I I hope he sees some success in the Rams. Great quarterback, like you said. So uh, we'll see. I'm excited for it. I'm excited as well. And uh, and T's and P's to, uh, to Jared Goff's 10 being up in uh, up in Detroit. <laughs> He's got, you got to be careful with that th- thumb. Oh, definitely. In the cold weather, that stuff hurts, man. All right. Now, uh, now next up, we have the uh, the LeBron James courtside drama. Ah. So this was crazy. <laughs> I'll let you introduce this one. I thought this was – I don't follow basketball as closely as you do. Ah. I saw this this morning, and I was like, holy cow. Could you imagine the great Michael Jordan get into a verbal debate with a female fan courtside and getting upset at, at what she was saying? Could you could you ever Michael Jordan would never ever this it wouldn't happen. He would be dishing it out. We all know Michael Jordan was one of the biggest trash talkers in the history of the NBA. So this just goes out one more time to prove my point. 
LeBron James, I'm going to take the words of the great Stephen A. Smith, one of the greatest basketball players ever, maybe the second best basketball player ever. I'll, I'll say that. Great father. Uh, he's great, great charity work. Great community guy, that's for sure. Great community guy. Uh, you know, great shape for his age. Longevity-wise, probably the best ever. But not cut from the same cloth as the goat. <laughs> and I'm gonna leave it at that. And this proves it. All right. So I like your take there. I had an entirely different perspective. So Let's my first thought was, so I don't know if you know how this all started. So the the woman's husband was chirping back and forth with LeBron for a little bit. And then, Lam- uh, not Lamar, aye, aye, aye. LeBron said something, uh, I guess something that the uh, the wife didn't like. And that's when she started chiming in. And my first thought was, holy cow, this guy's got a real one. I mean, she immediately <laughs> went to battle with King James, of all people. She had no hesitation right at, right at courtside, didn't care. I mean, he's a six foot nine behemoth. And she did not care. Well, is she, come on. What, what is LeBron going to do? Punch her in the face? Like, come on. I mean, you're right. But, I mean, in today's world, you got the social media. You got, I mean, this blew up all over uh, Instagram and Twitter, ESPN, Barstool, uh, Leaker Report. It was everywhere. So, I mean, for her to just go toe-to-toe with, with LeBron James, I mean, she essentially became public enemy number one. But she stood up for her man. I got to respect that. Um, I think LeBron was wrong for getting into it with a fan. I think that, you know, this point in his career, he should have he should have understood that, you know, this is how fans are. They're going to chirp at you whether they're rooting for you or they're rooting against you if, if you don't if they don't like what you're doing. Um, I mean, you're in the the public eye. You got to know how to handle it. And I think he does know how to handle it. I think this was a uh, a poor display of of his character. Um, and I don't think it's something that's going to linger, but uh, definitely something that that'll be talked about. Yeah. And, you know, to a certain extent, I under- there were some expletives, you know, thrown out by this woman. She seems like the type, I don't know this woman, but she seems like the type that this isn't her first time, you know, going buck wild in public and, and cussing somebody out. But, you know, as LeBron James, the greatest basketball player on earth, um, don't you brush that off? Don't you like? Come that's, on. That's what I'm saying. Like you're like at the twilight of your career. You know better. I I, I don't know. I it, I just don't like it. You know. I agree with them getting thrown out because you know, you 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 can't be courtside cussing out like that. But come on, man. No, I think you're right, and I think the. Uh... I, I think the point that you made is, you know, they did do something wrong. They should have been thrown out. It's definitely something that people aren't talking about enough. No, absolutely. Um, but still, like you said, LeBron should know better. I wouldn't have engaged her. That's what. That's my point. I'm you sorry. Know? You said she wouldn't. You wouldn't engage. No, I wouldn't have engaged. I wouldn't. You know, I wouldn't have gotten into it. Like, come on. Now, if I it's another player. I, I agree with you, but I also think that we all would like to think that we wouldn't engage in a in a something a, a situation like that but i mean the heat of a game um i mean you've played sports you understand i mean it gets it gets emotional you get you get wound up but 
still doesn't distract from the fact that LeBron has been doing this for too long to let something like this happen. I mean, Charlotte, we work in this field. We we deal with people every day, right? And Mm -hmm. sometimes we deal with upset people, right? Absolutely. But you treat them the same as you would anybody else. Have you ever been cussed out at work? Absolutely. Did you engage that person with the same type of behavior? Absolutely not. That's the point. You know what I mean? You're the professional in this situation. You don't engage that person. Well, I think that's very well well put. And um, and he is the professional. He's been doing it for too long. Uh, and let's transition to somebody else who's been doing it for too long. Tom Brady. I <laughs> wish that man would retire. That was such I a smooth. So, Can we just I acknowledge that. that smooth transition? I appreciate that. I had <laughs> thought about that for a couple of seconds there. But no, I wish that man would retire. I am ready to see him gone, sitting on his couch, playing golf, scuba diving, doing whatever he wants to do that's not between the hashes throwing the football. I want to see him doing literally anything else because, once again, we have Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. But we have Patrick Mahomes playing against him, who could be the next dominant guy in the NFL. But uh, but there's a lot to unwrap there, so uh, why don't we get into it? Well, Shyla, you know how I feel about Tom Edward. I don't even know his la- his middle name. Is it? A- I think it's Edward. I, I don't know. Patrick Edward. Uh, it's something like that, Brady. Child kisser Brady. I don't know. Uh, all right. That was long. <laughs> that, uh, that was long. I went, I went for the low-hanging fruit there, but. I had to do it. You, you anyway. already you already know how I feel about him. Greatest of all time. Greatest to ever do it. Like he he's up there with LeBron James, just in terms of long. I even I feel like what he's done is more impressive than what LeBron's done. I would agree but, with that, especially in a sport like the NFL, where it's like the NFL, where the mentality of exactly longevity and the any given Sunday mentality, where any team could win at any time. But to be so dominant for so long, you got to give him his credit. And just the wear on your body compared to football, to to basketball, not to bring up LeBron James all the time, but that's the only something resemblance to what we've seen Tom Brady do. But I tell you. I mean, you could maybe say Tiger Woods, um, Venus Williams. Yeah, Serena Williams too. Yeah, I, I got to I got to tip off, tip off my hat to her because she definitely. I, I'd say that's a fair comparison. Tiger, Maybe. I don't know because Tiger, we saw you know the drama, the, the you know the dip off. We already seen that. And the comeback. I mean, you also got a guy like Lionel Messi. There's there's a few guys who are in that in that same conversation in their respective sports. But but Tom Brady is definitely up there. I agree. But that young man. Up in Kansas City, Missouri, he's unlike something we've ever seen. He owns part of a baseball team. How about that? And he's not even—he's not even thirty yet. He's not even twenty-five. That's a child playing a grown man's game, and I mean that's insane. That's obscene. And just to have the absolute dominance that he does, I mean, he can do anything you need him to do on a football field. He can be Lamar Jackson and run past your defense if he needs to. He Quick. can be, you know, a Brett Favre or a, a Peyton Manning and Aaron Rodgers who can sit back in the pocket and, and just drop it anywhere he needs to all day long. He can ignite the team and, and lead that fourth quarter comeback charge. Great leader. I mean, he, he can do 
anything that you ask him to do and then some. I mean, he's throwing the ball without looking. He's uh, just anything that he does is done with extreme precision. He makes very few mistakes. Um, He's confident out there on the football field and he's leading a hell of an offense. But what I'd be curious to know, and, and I brought this up with you earlier this week before we recorded, Tom Brady has done what he's done with good defenses and bad defenses, with good players around him and bad players around him. Absolutely. The only constant, aside from Tom Brady doing all those championship years, was Bill Belichick. And we've seen that Bill Belichick simply can't get it done without Tom Brady. Um, now, is that the Cam Newton thing? Is it something else? That's yet to be seen. But Brady has proven that he can do it with the Patriots, good Patriots teams, bad Patriots teams, with the Buccaneers. Yeah. He's made it to the Super Bowl. So, is Patrick Mahomes' early early career success uh, a product of his own talent, or is it the fact that he's got a good offensive line around him? He's always had a solid running game around him. He's always had a competent defense around him. Uh, he's got Travis Kelsey, best tight end in the league right now. He's got Tyreek Hill. Doesn't matter how good he is, he's faster than everybody else on the field, so he's just going to be open, and Mahomes has the arm to hit him. He's got the offensive genius that is Andy Reid designing what he's doing. Would he be as good without all of those things? I don't know. Maybe we won't have to see it for a long time. But either way, the Kansas Chiefs made a uh, half-billion-dollar bet on the fact that he is that guy. So uh, I think this Super Bowl, is, if the Chiefs win, is going to be kind of a, uh, a passing of the torch from Brady to Mahomes. Oh, I, I think it's definitely it definitely will be. I think it's either a passing of the torch or it's Tom Brady still, you know, saying, "Hey." I'm still, I'm still, I'm still here. This is still my league. This is still my championship to win. This is my place to take. But here's the, I don't get that whole thing in sports where we're like, if, if, well, if like, if for example, like if Jordan didn't have Pippen or if like, these are team sports, you, you obviously have to have people around you to be successful. The only sport you could probably compare individuals is like tennis, golf, where it's just that person. And even then, like you have trainers, you have, you know, different you know, like coaches. So even you can never just say this one person is the cause of their success. But with that said, you can always compare how those same situations deal once that individual is removed from the situation. And we've seen that with the Patriots, with Tom Brady gone. Definitely. And uh, and just to respond to what you, were, what you were saying there, I want to quote the great Aaron Rodgers, who said that what he loves about football is that it's the only absolute pure team sport. I mean, yes, the NBA is a team sport, or basketball, rather, is a team sport. But at the end of the day, one or two guys on your team will make the difference. Baseball, you can have a good team, but you're going to have one good pitcher in your rotation, maybe a closer, maybe one good bat in your lineup that you know is always going to be there in that big moment, right? I mean, you have soccer where a guy like Lionel Messi can take on an entire entire team of 11 and and make it look like, like he's throwing a rock through wet tissue paper. I mean... There are some of these sports and That's some of these players. That's a great analogy, by the way. <laughs> thank you. There are some of these some of these sports and some of these players 
who are just simply, I mean, not to get cliche, but they're just built different. I mean, they can do it. And football is one of those pure team sports where, I mean, if you have one offensive lineman take one misstep, that could be the difference between a touchdown and a sack. Uh, you have a running back hit the wrong hole, and that could be the difference between a touchdown and a forced fumble. Uh, I mean, there are so many little things that have such a big impact on the overall field of play. On defense, one guy misses his assignment, and boom, that's a hole that an NFL quarterback is, is or an offense rather, is capable of exploiting. Um, so as much as I hate Tom Brady, just to reiterate, to see him do everything that he's done with so many different personnel groups and uh, different environments against different teams, against different eras. I mean, he's playing in a Super Bowl in three different decades. Uh, Crazy. I mean, it's it's unbelievable. It's unheard to, to see the individual success and the team success that he has had in such a team sport. So uh, hats off to him. I hope that he loses this game. Um, so, I mean, go Chiefs. But but man, Tom Brady, he is he is going to be the difference maker in this game. I'm with you, man. I mean, the only thing that that consoles me, well, you know, when it's really late at night, you know, 3 a.m., you're having those life thoughts, and I think, man, I never saw Michael Jordan. I I never saw that greatness. The one thing that that gives me a, a shimmer of hope is I saw Tom Brady. I saw oh, that. He's definitely he's definitely someone. Oh, you might be able to hear Oakley in the background. She's got a case of what you might call the zoomies, oh. where she was laying down sleeping five minutes ago, and now she is sprinting full speed and barking around the apartment just to burn off energy because apparently the four hours that we spent playing with her earlier today was uh, was not enough to her, to her standards. What's up, so, Oak? Sorry if we have to cut the audio out there, but um, no, you're right in, in seeing his greatness. I don't know who knows this or not, but Julio and I actually worked together, and uh, and we had a coworker. I don't know if you know this, Julio Nelson, our coworker. Uh, he said that he thinks this Super Bowl is going to come down to whichever quarterback makes fewer mistakes. Absolutely. And, uh, and after I heard him say that, I couldn't agree more. And I will point out, Tom Brady threw three interceptions against Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. I shouldn't say Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. He has nothing to do with the defensive side of the ball. But three interceptions against the Packers. An offense like the Chiefs have, a quarterback like Patrick Mahomes, is is not going to you know, take three interceptions and, and lose the game. I mean, that will end up... You can't make mistakes against them. If Tom Brady makes those kind of mistakes. And, and like I said earlier, Patrick Mahomes makes very few mistakes. So does Tom Brady, though. So that could have been a fluke. Who knows? Um... All in all, though, I am I'm excited for this game. I think it's a close matchup, and and I think it's going to be a passing of the torch. I have to say, I have to say, Patrick Mahomes is going to win the Chiefs this game. You know, I, I got to be. I'm going to be rooting for Brady. I'm going to be rooting for the Buccaneers, but I do believe the Chiefs will win. And it's just because this team is so tough to beat. Like, you got Patrick Mahomes, and then you give him Tyreek Hill. You give him Travis Kelsey. I'm hearing that Le'Veon Bell is going to be playing. You give him a good defense. You give him a good coach. 
How do you beat that team? With perfection. That's the only way to do it. The only thing I'll say is, uh, I mean, this COVID, you know, running rampant through the season and, and having an impact here and there, it hasn't really reared his its ugly head throughout the playoffs that much. But very recently, we found out that two players on the Chiefs tested positive, that being Demarcus Robinson, the wide receiver, and Daniel Kilgore. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly, the center. Now, Kilgore, I mean, that's your that's center. That's starting center? That's the starting center. So that's tough. Um, but that's big. he might still be able to come back. I'm not sure exactly how much time he's been out. There's a chance he comes back. Uh, and no, I'm sorry, actually, Ryan Jensen. No, Ryan Jensen is the Bucks starting center. I'm getting my teams confused. Um, Austin Reeder is the starting center for the Chiefs. So it's a backup center, so not as big of a deal. Um, but Demarcus Robinson, I mean, he made some plays for the Chiefs this year. He's uh, number three, number four, maybe, on their depth chart. But, uh, but this season, he played in all 16 games. He had just under 50 receptions, 466 yards, uh, three touchdowns, and 26 first-down conversions, um, seven receptions above 20-plus yards. And you know better than anybody, Patrick Mahomes likes to go deep. So does not having Demarcus Robinson play a factor? Probably not. He's a third, maybe a fourth-string guy. But uh, with the Bucks, it looks like they're heading into this full strength, and uh, the Chiefs might not be. So COVID could still play a role if it ends up spreading through that locker room. Yeah, I mean, this is like, this is two heavyweights just going at it. Like this is Muhammad Ali versus Joe Frazier or like, you know, something like that. Like this, this, uh, this, I, I expect, I anticipate high ratings for this Super Bowl. Absolutely. And as just as excited, I love football. Uh, I think you know that. I think people who listen at this point understand that. Um, as excited as I am for the game itself, man, I love those Super Bowl commercials. Um, so I hope everybody enjoys the Chiefs smacking Tom Brady and the Bucks. I hope everybody enjoys the Super Bowl commercials. Hope everybody enjoys the Super Bowl the halftime show. 28,000 fans and the rest smacking, of the huh? You think it's going to be with. smacking? I don't. I hope, though. Uh, <laughs> they'll have 28,000 fans. You're such a hater, so man. You got those cheers. It might sound a little bit more like a regular NFL game. And the rest of the seats are going to be filled with cardboard cutouts. So maybe the real people in the stadium blended with the cardboard cutouts make it feel like it's a full stadium. And we might get a football game this year that, that feels like regular NFL football pre-COVID normal life um so i think that's something to look forward to as well yes. any final words from you julio real quick charlotte give me your all-time favorite super bowl commercial all-time favorite super bowl commercial oh man that's a good one um this is a a bit of a throwback but does do you remember the e-trade baby back in the day the e-trade baby is it the one that danced no, no, no. It was the baby who was, who was they had several commercials, uh, but there's this, so it's this baby. And the one I remember is he's in a crib um, and the adults are around don't realize that he's like, like he can talk and communicate. And he's got like, like the baby's mouth moves, but it's just like, like if I were talking like a deep voiced man, just yeah. talking and saying why you should invest with E-Trade. 
And and then all of a sudden at the end, he just goes, like he clicks on the computer and goes, oh my God, look at that. I did it. My first stock. I just bought my first stock. That's so cool. <laughs> like, And it was for some reason, those E-Trade baby commercials, which everyone I talked to about them, like no one seems to remember. So maybe I'm nuts. No, no, I remember so the funny. E-Trade. Okay, you, you do. Cool. I just don't remember the specific commercials. Any of them, but the E-Trade baby commercials, by I, far the best. I, I remember this. The, the, the Dorito commercials are hilarious. The Dorito commercials are good. Do you remember the one with there's this black kid, right? And like she has a boyfriend over. And, and I know like, exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> she's in the room and he's real nice. And then she leaves the room. And he, the guy goes to reach her Dorito. And this kid smacks the life out of this dude. And he's like, don't touch my mama. And don't touch my Doritos. I do remember that. Don't touch my mama. Don't touch, don't touch my, my Doritos. Doritos. That was a funny commercial. That has to be the, my all-time favorite Super Bowl commercial. That's a good one for sure. So uh, we're going right. to wrap it up there, I guess, right? Unless you have anything. Yes, sir. No, I think that's good other than uh, go Chiefs. There we go. I really, I'm, I'm rooting for you, Tom Brady. Go out there and win it for us. Win it for New rooting England. Rooting for the Chiefs is just like rooting for the greater good. I mean, these New England fans, they're acting like the Patriots are in the Super Bowl just because Tom Brady's there. We are the evil empire. We will not disappear. That's not even accurate, Star Wars. <laughs> Anyways, thank you guys once again for listening to us. Uh, let us know on Twitter at J-U-S-S-A-Y-I-N podcast uh, what your favorite Super Bowl commercial was. Uh, who do you got going into Super Bowl 55, is it? Super Bowl 55, I think that's right. Let, let us know who you guys got. Um, who do you think is going to take it, old Yoda or baby Yoda? And uh, don't forget to subscribe. Listen to us everywhere you go, on your way to work, on your way back from work, at work, in the car, at the gym, everywhere. 